Recast, supporting women entrepreneurs in Southern Alberta, with your host, Jenny Bourne. Welcome to Recast, recorded on Treaty 7 lands, home of the Blackfoot people of the Canadian Plains and the Métis Nation Region 3. Recast is produced by WeSTEM, the Women Entrepreneurs in STEM program, here to support all women entrepreneurs in rural regions of Southern Alberta. WeSTEM is made possible thanks in part to funding from the Government of Canada's Women Entrepreneurship Strategy through Economic Development Lethbridge. The WeCast podcast is here to amplify the voices and tell the stories of self-identified women entrepreneurs and those who support them across the rural regions of Southern Alberta. My name is Jenny Bourne, and I am the Senior Program Coordinator for the WeSTEM program and the host of WeCast. Alyssa Borix, our technical producer, and WeSTEM's event coordinator is also here with us. I am very happy today to welcome Carrie Drennan, professional engineer and founder of Impact Leader. Carrie is also a business advisor with the WeSTEM program, as one example, an entrepreneurial coach, and is passionate about engaging and inspiring people who think outside of the box. She is a professional engineer with 24 years of progressive leadership experience in business, and she will tell you that she owes her success to building relationships and shifting cultures and paradigms. Carrie has expertise in integrating cultures through transformative leadership and change management. Being authentic, a great communicator, and tough when required, she has successfully transitioned her teams through a variety of mergers and acquisitions. Carrie transitioned from engineering and started Impact Leader in 2018, inspired by her aspiration to live in a world that is inclusive, engaging, and inspiring. Carrie believes that everyone deserves to work in a trusting, respectful culture that includes maximizing business goals while having fun. A current focus for Carrie is coaching women entrepreneurs in STEM, and her ability to relate and hold people accountable has aided in her success. So welcome, Carrie Drennan, to WeCast. Thanks, Jenny. It's a pleasure to be here. It's my honor. That's awesome. We're always happy to talk to you. But I don't even think I have heard about your total journey and your transitions from one career to another. So 24 years as a professional engineer. Can can you tell us a little bit about your journey to become a professional engineer? And, you know, was that always a passion of yours? What drew you to that? Well, I think it's the age old. I was really good at math. And as much as that sounds silly, I had absolutely no idea what engineering was when I went into engineering at university. I'm actually the first person on my dad's side of the family to even go to post-secondary. So there was no engineers, anything that I kind of knew anything about. I was good at math. So someone said, go into engineering. And I did. And it was, I mean, I I loved it, right? The challenge, the learning something new every day. um, It it never gets old. There's always something to be picked up on, something that you can better, something that you can think through. it was amazing as far as that goes. Yeah, I started in the oil and gas industry and that was just truly, it, it, it served me well, right? 
Um, I did a stint in, in Houston, Texas uh, for a few years as an expat and came back. And, you know, there were some times in my career where I say it was so incredibly fun. And that's what I say when I want to have bring fun back into business. So I think of fun as threefold. Um, the first is you really enjoy the people you're working with. Like it's just people that you get along with, you communicate with well, you are not afraid to, you know, say what's on your mind. You just really enjoy the person. The second is being engaged in the project that you're on. Um, if you love it, if you can stand behind what you're doing. And the third, of course, is success, right? If you can, you know, if you're successful and winning your kind of what you do, yeah, it's, you're going to have fun. And so when I left the oil and gas industry, I kind of thought about what was it that my next step is? What do I want to do? And it's like, I love the coaching and developing others. It wasn't the technical that I loved. It was the seeing a bigger picture, the strategy, helping people get to where they need to be. And so that's, I followed my passion and started Impact Leader. So what kind of engineering, what kind of engineer are you? I graduated mechanical because okay. I really, like I said, I didn't know anything about it. So mechanical is a little bit more the jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. I didn't want oil and gas. That was something that I kind of said right off the bat, I didn't want, uh, but I did a four month term in it. And it was just like, okay, like this, I, I'll never stop learning. And so it kind of got me. Right. <laughs> did you face any kind of obstacles? I know for many, many people, engineering is kind of a, a tough, tough world to crack or to get into. And, and oil and gas is also very dominated by certain demographics. I, I was very fortunate, Jenny. I had amazing managers and leaders through my career. I didn't really see a lot of those obstacles. Or maybe it's, you've seen, you know, the only thing you have control over is your response to your reaction to what happens to you. So I refuse, maybe I just refuse to see them. I don't know. Looking back, there probably were a few more that like, you know, but I had great leaders that were very inclusive, very supportive you know, great advocates in my career. Mm. So that helped a lot. I started out in a field office, but the field office had a lot of women in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of times I'm sitting around a boardroom table and there's men and me and 10, probably men that are 10 years older than me. But unless you take the time to stop and think about it, you don't really recognize it. That's good. That's lucky. It's yeah. having having good leaders and managers and mentors makes makes a world of difference, right? Can really make or break a work situation. Totally can. It's absolutely, you know, that, you know, people don't leave companies, they leave people. That is so, so true. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why I try to, you know, put my management style into what I saw that I liked. And then also what you don't like and that you're not one to do. Right. So did it stop being fun? So why, you know, you said you decided you liked the, the I guess, the man the leadership side more than the technical side. So what, what was that catalyst? I think it was just a little bit the world. We were doing layoffs every six to nine months and because I was working with a larger organization, you had to have those lists in three or four months in advance. Mm -hmm. And if I knew I had to let somebody go, if I said good morning to them, I pretty much just lied. 
right? And so it was really hard on me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it was hard on them. They were the ones getting let go. Don't I not not taking anything away from that? But after about three years of every six or nine months having to do that, it just got to be too much. So it came time for for me to take the package and start something new. Right. So was it a difficult decision to start your own business? Because you could have gone and gotten a job somewhere else, right? And continued in engineering. Well, that's the thing, like in the oil, like oil and gas manager, there's not, there wasn't any roles for them. Mm-hmm. Anybody senior to me was like, oh, a long time ago. Right. And so it was a total shift in you know, in the guards, right? And there wasn't jobs out there. I found myself overqualified for most of the things that were out there. Mm-hmm. And so kind of starting up my own business seemed to be the only way to move forward because I wasn't, you know, like I, I you know, I, I wasn't, I never really thought I'd be an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. I was too young to just retire. So what do I want to do with my life? And now I help other people try to figure that th- that same thing out. A lot of my clients are like, what do I want to do when I grow up? And it's like, okay, let's help figure that out, right? Yes. I'm uh, 50 plus and I still ask myself that question yeah. <laughs> all the time. You never <laughs> stop, right? You never stop. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, well, tell us, okay, you said you didn't ever really think, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. And then suddenly you find yourself saying, oh, I think I'm going to open my own business. Was, was that a hard choice or did people, did you have people in your life to help guide you towards that choice? I really touched on my network. I, I actually touched, like I built my network up, right? Um, I had, and this was pre-COVID days. And so I was downtown having coffees all day and it's like, okay, who can I meet with? Mm-hmm. Can you give me three other people I can, you can introduce me to? And, and just kind of start building. I didn't know quite what direction I wanted to go. I wanted to get, you know, the project management, the, you know, the, the strategy piece, the people piece, um, you know, the change management, that type of thing is where what I want, the, or, you know, the organizational development. Yeah. I wanted to get more into those types of pieces. And um, I ran into one person that introduced me to Lumina because um, as a psychometric tool. Because uh, I was thinking, okay, that might be a good way to start just to look at the, at the psychometrics. I've taken plenty in my life and I really enjoy that type of, you know, assessments. And so somebody introduced me to Lumina and it was just like, okay, this is what I think this is the one I want to go with. And then at that time, all of the qualifications were out in Vancouver or in Toronto. But this lady I was talking to was bringing the coaches, like the, the organization into their organization to certify a group of them. Mm-hmm. And she invited me to come so I could do it in Calgary. So now I've taken all the expensive traveling and everything away. And so it was like, okay, it's meant to be, let's do it. And it's been, it, it's, it's one of my tools in my toolbox that I use, but it really helps the conversations and gives everybody a language to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, and it, and it helps me coach. I don't want to just do something that's just okay. Here's go read this, and we're done. Mm-hmm. It's the coaching behind it that I like. It's you know, thinking about how people change and and that kind of thing. And it's been like I, I was just looking back with a couple of our client, my clients, and like there's people I've been coaching for a year now. Yeah. Right. And we look back at how far they've come and what they first, you know, how they were a year ago and how they are now and. I'm starting to um, connect people 
like, okay, you two both have common interests. I think it'd be worthwhile for you to connect. And they're loving that. And I mean, when I go, I'm currently out on the coast, uh, but I'm, I'll be in Lethbridge next week. And I'm meeting with three or four of my clients just for lunch, just because it's going to be fun to get together, right? To actually see each other in person because everything's done over Zoom. Yeah. So it yeah, is. it's been great. So lots of the WeStem clients have gone gone through this with you. And uh, yeah, the, the feedback has been so great just about the coaching. As you said, you can... You can do assessments, you can do personal assessments and then just put it in your file folder and walk away, right? But it's the the follow-up and the coaching that seems to be really life-changing for, yeah. for a lot of entrepreneurs. I think my clients like that I, I give them a little bit of a kick in the butt, <laughs> so to speak. If you don't, you know, I'm not the, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear, right? And I can yeah. pull on all, like I've had a lot of experiences in the business world and growing and the strategy and marketing. And mm-hmm. so I can pull on a lot of my personal experiences to help them, give them a different perspective. And yeah. like I said, I don't tell them what they want to hear. It's so, yeah. and, and that's not for everybody, but the ones that do enjoy it, it it's working well for. Fantastic. So. Not everybody knows what a Lumina learn what Lumina Learning is, right? So you are a certified coach with Lumina Learning. So can you explain what that is exactly, and and why you decided to make to incorporate it into your business coaching, or how how it works with what you're doing? So Lumina is it's Lumina Learning. It's Lumina Spark is what we start with, yeah. And it is a psychometric. And what it does, why I chose that over other psychometrics, is First of all, it allows you to be all things. You don't have to choose between what you like best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm an engineer, but I like doing crafts. Like, why do I have to choose between doing, you know, high level calculations in a spreadsheet or basket weaving? Like, I like both. Why can't I be both? And it lets you be both, right? It doesn't, where other tools will like measure your extroversion and introversion is just the opposite of it. Um, so it lets you be both. And that's what we really, really embrace on that. It, you embrace the paradox. Um, the other thing is it measures your qualities, 24 qualities in three different personas. So it goes to, from your underlying to your everyday to your overextended. So how you are when you're just hanging out with people, you're really comfortable, your true self, and then how that changes and how you choose to present yourself to the world. And then what happens when you get stressed out? All those fantastic qualities we have can turn negative on us. Mm -hmm. And how do you get through life without leaving dead bodies in your path, right? How do you recognize that you're shutting down before you shut down, right? How do you you work that through? And how do you think those things through and just be more conscious about the way that you're reacting to your environment? So I love that you use a starting tool. It lets me build rapport with my client. I find that they, like, I have so many, they're like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Like, I never tell people this. Like, I think I get to see their underlying side because they do build that kind of authentic rapport right away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's a tool. And then I have a whole toolbox of things to pull out, do personal marketing statements. I do like these sizzle sheets up, kind of just a one pager kind of about the person I do more of the business planning, uh, uh, you know, the, you know, do you, do you need work on delegation, um, high quality advocacy and inquiry? Do you, how do you build empathy? Like just a, kind of a tickle box full of tools that we can bring out. Uh, we can get into leader models and show you, you know, different leadership styles. 
through your qualities or your preferences, leadership is a choice. And that's a big, that's a big difference. That's usually a big aha for people is how you choose to lead. Leadership is a choice, right? And there's no one right way. It's to pick which way is going to be best for the person and for the situation you're dealing with. Do people ever go through it and then say, oh, I'm not a leader? No, because everybody's a leader, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's a leader. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, if you're if your mom, you're a leader. If you're, you know, spot, like everybody, you you there, you have some piece that you're leading. Leader, it, leadership is not a title. It's not having direct reports. It's just it's it's activity. It's it's just showing up. Mm-hmm. So it it shows people how to lead best with their personality type, or yeah, well, it gives them because we can compare. There's different leadership competencies, let's say, and different qualities you have can be tuned up to build those competencies. So somebody that is not very visionary, they they have troubles leading with vision, it's going to say different qualities that they can tune up in order to increase their vision. And then also give little tips. Okay, so you might not be very, you know, conceptual or thinking outside the box, but let your staff know and the people that work around you know that you value that, right? Yeah. Have a context to name something, have, give them space and time to come up with the, the newest, brightest toy, right? You might not be able to yourself, but being a being, giving people that space to do it is important, right? Making sure that everybody knows how their piece of the puzzle fits into the big picture, right? Making sure, so that's how you would kind of tune up some leading with vision type things. Very interesting. So when you first started um, Impact Leader, were you were your clients primarily from and the world of engineering or oil and gas? That was what my my original intent was to work a lot with people, you know, that were just newly promoted because of their technical skills, but don't really have the the people skills to go along with it, right? So I you know, designed a course, coach the coach, which is just to, you know to be able to give them those skills to go forward with it. And honestly, I started with WeSTEM and it's taken this turn into the entrepreneurs because, and I also a business advisor with RINSA, the Regional Innovation Network of Southern Alberta. And it's just such a wonderful network that I'm so enjoying it. I, you know, have done the coach, the coach with more technical folks as well, of course, Uh, but the relationships and the, you know, the, the clients that I'm meeting are just so I'm, I'm making such a good, like I can see the impact I'm making, right? And yeah. so it's very rewarding. So I'm really loving this this aspect of it. I, I wonder if the coaching is different or the, the questions that you're being asked, are they different in the different industries when you're coaching people from different industries or different urban versus rural or male versus female or that kind of thing? Um, or do you find that the the advice you're giving or your approach is the same for all the different kinds of groups? I would say it's pretty much the same. There's not a lot different. I mean, a lot of, I would say more clients through, you know, we STEM have not seen psychometrics. They're totally new to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot more like, wow, this is amazing. I probably, it's, you coach a little bit more based on their personality type, right? Are they the big the big red, the outgoing, the got to get stuff done, the purposeful. 
are they the, you know, the yellow, that inspirational, the conceptual, you know, are they the big people person, the greens, right? That empowering and, you know, that empathy and collaborative and accommodating, or are they the blues, right? That deep evidence-based, like, what are they? What do they need from me? Mm-hmm. Right. So I spend time going through their information ahead of time because then I know what they're going to need. And it doesn't matter, male, female, right? Um, it doesn't matter because it's, it's who you are, right? The big thing with women, a lot I find is they talk a little bit about imposter syndrome a lot more than men do. Now, I'm not a psychologist, and so I don't really go into that. But I do find that people like, like that it, it's more of the confidence issues. And it's, you know, I can, I usually just be yourself, right? Don't try to be like the men that are around you, right? Mm -hmm. Be yourself. That's your superpower to bring your, what you have and your gifts to the organization or to your own company, right? Yeah. Don't change for other people. Yeah. That's a great message. I'm, I'm curious if you had gone through impact leader when you were starting your career, your first career in oil and gas, do you think it would have, you would have led differently knowing what you know now? Uh, Yeah. I think anytime that you can do that work, the sooner, the better to Mm -hmm. just have it more front and center, right? Be more conscious of the, the relationships as you go. I was, as you know, early in my career, I was like, I'm the big red, like I'm the, let's get stuff done. And I don't care who I walk on. And I used to be a lot like that. And I think I could have, you know, done things differently, brought more of that people stuff earlier in my career. Mm-hmm. Once I got into leadership, I was very, like, I choose to lead through people. That is how I, you know, but earlier in my career, I probably could have done better by putting a little bit more focus onto the people side of things mm-hmm. for sure. But it's just having that awareness of it all around you too. Yeah. Interesting. So did you, um, were you introduced to Lumina Spark? before you started your business or what did it happen simultaneously? Kind of simultaneously, I guess. Um, I knew I wanted to use a psychometric. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really, and I, but I didn't really know what my business was. Um, I, you know, I had business cards made up with my at shaw.ca email and somebody said, you know, you really, you, you need to be more professional if you're going to be doing this, you know, nobody's going to respond to an at shaw.ca email. Yeah. Right? And it's like, okay, so I need a business name. So let's go. What was this business going to be? I didn't, didn't even really know, but I knew that, you know, to get out there, I needed a name. So I, you know, I, that I, I did my Lumina certification and built my website and kind of just did it without knowing what I was doing. Right. We still needed me to be incorporated. So I just went online and hit enter and incorporated. Right. I mean, I ended up incorporating federally when I just needed to do provincially, but that's just, I guess, when you're trying to do it yourself, you make mistakes mm-hmm. and it's not a huge mistake. I just have to do both now. Um, but just little things like that along the way that even if you can, you know, keep other people starting out, if you can give them that kind of advice, right? Like, you yeah. know, just here, here's where I, like, I'm not the expert, but here's where I stub my toe. So I guess it's not advice. It's just, okay, here's, you know watch out for this yeah. as you go. Right. Well, and, and that's why, uh, you know, you're such a, a great business coach or advisor because you've been through this quite recently, right? You just started up your, your business in 2018. So you've, uh, you've had to learn along the way as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. 
And I wish I had stuff like the you know business model canvas. I didn't, I just dove in. I didn't have any, I didn't do that. Yeah. Right? And I wish I did. I think it would have helped give me more direction um, starting out thinking about, you know, what is the value? What is, you know, what are you trying to do? What are your customer gains and pains? And I think it would have helped a lot to start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do try to bring that in with my clients as well, just to make sure that they know who's your customer, like who are you trying to work for? Yeah. And some so, people that can't answer that. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. So is there one, one thing, like one major surprise to you or one major obstacle when you were first, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to start my new business. I know there's lots, there's lots of learnings, lots of things to figure out, but if somebody else was starting out, they were leaving your industry and going off to do their own thing. Um, it was there one big surprise or obstacle that you could warn people of? It's hard to be a solopreneur mm-hmm. because you're used to, like, I'm used to having people around. You're used to, you know, getting, you know, bouncing ideas off people, working together on projects, and all of a sudden, it's just you, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to, you know, get out of, like, I used to be in the office at, you know, six, quarter after six, I'd be downtown. I don't get out of bed till seven now, right? Like, it's, so that's kind of nice, yeah. but on the, the flip side, it's like, you know, it's hard, and I co- I'm very good at coaching this to my clients, but doing it yourself is something different, mm-hmm. is put your business first. You've got to spend two couple, two, three hours a day building your business and, you know, put it in your calendar when, you know, if like I tell clients, like if you show up, if if you have a meeting with me, you show up for it. You don't just put it off. Mm-hmm. Give yourself the same, you know, that, that, that same respect, right? And you don't, don't feed yourself leftovers. Make sure that that time is in your calendar to work on your business and what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It, it, it's easy to say it's hard to do, right? You know, one of my clients even said, like, she gets up and gets her business clothes on and goes and sits in her office in her basement. Like, but it makes you feel like you're doing something, right? And that's, I think, the hardest thing is to put it first, to grow it, to go out, get clients, that kind of thing is the hardest thing to do. Right. And keeping that professional mindset, right? Yeah. Putting your work clothes and just to sit in your basement instead of rolling down the stairs in your pajamas, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when you say, you know, spending two hours, two or three hours a day building your business, what kind of activities do you mean? Do you mean marketing or cold calling clients? Are there specific things that you, that you focus on to build? I guess it depends on the phase of your business, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, are you actually up and running? Are you still in the storming kind of trying to figure out what you're doing stage? You know, are you working on your, you know, your business plan? Are you working on, you know, trying to get your name out there? Is it the marketing? Is it your, you know, do you have your web page done? Yeah. Um, you know, what is it that you're trying to, what, what, what stage are you in? Like for me personally, uh, you're just moving to a new community. I need to get a little bit more engaged in my new community. And so, you know, to find out who would like, you know, to do more team sessions, especially now that, you know, we can start to be doing stuff in person. I'd love to be doing more team sessions. Right. But to get to put yourself out there and be vulnerable is sometimes not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, for sure. So it's unique to each business and where where they're at. Right. I get it. So exactly. So you mentioned that it was uh, it's hard 
it's a big transition going from working in an office surrounded by people to being a solopreneur. Um, so one of my questions what for you was, how has your life changed, right? That's a big transition for a 24-year career um, to being a, an, a solo entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, since starting your own business, um, has your work-life balance changed or is there any other big changes that you've noticed? It's kind of nice to not be perpetually tired, <laughs> right? I mean, that is a physical, because I mean, when you're, you're not getting that much sleep, when you're getting up at five o'clock to head out, right? And sure. so it is kind of nice to not be perpetually tired. So there is that. I mean, my kids are both gone. So it's not like I have, you know, have to spend more time being a mom, but it's kind of, for the first time, I think I got to be like, you know, my husband would say like, you know, like I'm actually making dinners and I'm home and I can organize and clean. And cause there's just so much, so much more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there were times like he was probably more the mom when our kids were little than, you know, cause he had the time to be, you know, yeah, making sure the school activities were all taken care of because I was working so much. And so it's kind of nice not to have all that added stress. Uh-huh. Right. Um, you know, my clients, like I don't, you know, when I'm done, done with the, the zoom call and I do my notes up, I'm done. Like I don't stress about what they're doing or what's happening next or what has to happen. Right. And so there is that, that it's, it is a, a lot nicer that way. I can, you know, schedule my, my clients when I want to, right. Nobody's telling me when I have to do stuff. Like I try to not schedule on Fridays, but if somebody needs to book Fridays, it's open. Right. And that's kind of a nice thing too, is then I've got that extra day to, you know, plot somebody in if they have to. Right. So, so, so yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that flexibility is kind of nice. You know, moving up to a new area, we've had so much company as well. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, that I can, it's okay to just, you know, I'm there to go pick them up from the airport and drop them off. And so it's, that's kind of nice for sure. Excellent. Well, that you may, maybe you've already answered this, but I was wondering if you're ever, you know, nostalgic for your, your past career as a, as an engineer or in that engineering world with a, you know, offices full of people. Yeah, it's, you, you definitely do miss that. You miss the, I miss the, you know, just being around people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always sort of known for my very unique shoes and my shoes used to bring me a lot of joy. I love them. And now they make me sad because they're just getting dusty. Yes. You know, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I put on a pair of boots for a meeting and I said, I have not worn these for two years. I know. In two years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had to dust yeah. them all. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's to be honest, Jenny, it's the ego takes a little bit of a bite, like the decisions I used to make and, you know, the, the feeling of being important, right. It's that ego that you kind of have to get past, mm-hmm. to be honest. And it is, it is hard. That is hard some days to think that, well, gee, I cleaned my cutlery drawer, Woo-hoo. you know, <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's, I, I don't give myself enough credit sometimes on some of the impact I'm making on some of my clients because yeah. it's the ego, right? It gets in the way of, of uh, really appreciating that sometimes. Yeah. Well, thank you for your humility and willing to share, but I know for a fact from the women I know who, who work with you that 
um, your ego should be very inflated because oh, yeah, maybe it's not daily. Maybe it's not 12 hours a day that you're you yeah. know, rushing and getting things done, but you're an impactful leader, right? <laughs> the impact you're making is, is, uh, is very obvious and it's very pronounced. So thanks for that, Danny. Yeah, no problem. So, okay. You work with, I know you work with teams and you work with, you know, organizations, but I you know very recently you've been working with a lot of entrepreneurs as well. So I was wondering if there are common questions, like common questions or requests that you get from entrepreneurs who come to, who come to you for coaching? Common questions is a hard one. Um, I guess there's a, there's a couple different groups of people. There's some people that come like, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I know what I want, but it's way out there. And here I am today. And how do I get there? And how do you envision? You can kind of envision it, but there's so many steps from A to B that you have no idea how to get there. And then there's some that are just already in it and working it and just need, you know, like, okay, help me with funding, help me with, you know, how, how do I integrate with IRAP NRC and Alberta Innovates and how do I get more grants? And there's that type of thing as well. So it's everybody's with, that's the really cool thing about working with entrepreneurs. They're all at different stages, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like if, you know, like someone that I have one client that, uh, you know, ran her own ranch, but wanted to be in marketing. And over the course of a year, actually sold all of her cattle, got out, took marketing courses and started her own marketing business. And where she had absolutely no idea how to do that or how to, you know, she knew what she wanted, but it, she was 180 degrees away. Uh-huh. And it's just so, you know, that you give them the confidence to do it. You give them the accountability because it's like we check in once a month, even for, you know, just 15 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you said you were going to do this, this, and this. Did you do it? Right? Yeah. And, and it's, hey, well, why didn't you? What do you need? What help do you need? What can I help you with? Right? And it's it's really good to see that. So there's those types of clients. And then there's like a, some that are, you know, in full manufacturing mode and trying to take their business to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard to say other common questions because they're all so, everybody is so different. Each client is so different. Right. So I know, of course, I know you work with entrepreneurs, um, but what other kind of demographics do you work with, with your, with your business? Yeah. So I'm still, I'm doing still a lot of stuff with, with kind of the oil and gas. Um, I have a few groups there that I'm working with um, some schools, right. Doing, you know, working, doing team stuff with the, um, you know, the principals and vice principals, all of the, you know, the, the senior staff kind yeah. of thing, that kind of thing. And that's always fun too. I, you know, I, I look forward to when I can get back into going and doing some of the team stuff. Mm-hmm. Team stuff is hard over Zoom. Yeah. Right. Doing that type of thing. I've just recently joined a coaching collective called Welcome Coaching. Oh, nice. uh, where right now there's, I think, six different coaches. And so they go out and get the, you know, get the clients for you and bring it in. So I've just joined that. So I think I'll get, you know, totally different. Um, it's a little bit of a younger group. And so yeah. Just to get a little bit more um, exposure there and just some, get, see, see how that goes out. And I think that's good because you, you get the monthly meetings to kind of see people and, okay, what about this? And how did this work? And that kind of thing. So, yeah. So very diverse groups of people you're working with. Yeah, it's everybody can use. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a coach. Like even coaches need coaches, right? Yeah. 
um, just to even, you know, this situation didn't work very well. Could I have handled this better? If you want to communicate better with people, if you want to do better, it's for you. Like, you know, it's not, there's no one group that benefits from it. Yeah. So how I know when you started your business, you, you relied very heavily on networking, right? You were very actively networking. So now obviously you, you're working with different diverse clients and groups of people. So have you changed how you reach these people, your marketing plan or anything like that? Are you approaching marketing differently? Yeah, I'm. I, I, there's a lot in my head that's going on. I need to actually do more of it, to be completely honest. Yes. Um, I've been quite busy with WeSTEM, as you probably know, and with Rinsa, and I'm very comfortable at that level. Um, however, with the funding question of ability of, of WeSTEM go forward, I know that I've got to get a little bit. It's going to give me the push I need to get out and do that little bit more marketing because I'm not the marketing expert, but I, you know, there's a lot of ideas and I've learned a lot through the WeSTEM programs going through, you know, meeting with some fabulous people. So that's helped it too. Um, and so I think a lot of it is I need to start taking my own advice, mm-hmm. which is sometimes hard to do. <laughs> because I guess I should shout out right now that in June, we have a, a three-part marketing series coming up. <laughs> feel free to join us for that yes I should for sure (laughs) so marketing is always such a big question for everybody right I have this great idea I have this great service I have this great product now how do I get customers how do I connect with them right so yeah yeah Yeah. all right you know even you know you have the a few clients that actually manufacture like food products it's like okay I know I can get it on the shelves but how do I get off the shelves yeah yeah That's exactly. So, okay. I know you've touched on this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, if you have anything to add. So what do you enjoy most for yourself being an entrepreneur and what do you find most challenging being an entrepreneur? I think I like the flexibility, Mm -hmm. right? Of being able to book my clients when I need to. It's easy, you know, take a week off. I can work from anywhere because it is like Zoom it's been a, you know, it's a curse, but it's been a blessing. Yeah. Um, You know, I touched on it a few times, but I recently moved out from Southern Alberta to, um, to the interior BC or to the uh, West coast. And, you know, it's not, I didn't skip a beat because everything's on zoom. And so that's been great. Right. And the flexibility of being an entrepreneur is, is fantastic. You don't have to answer to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can make the decisions yourself, be as busy, be as slow as you want it's all good. You know, it's, you know, that, that's great. The, the bad thing is you're by yourself, right? Like it's so it's the good and the bad of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have a lot of people to bounce ideas off. Like it's like we have, I probably have three or four monthly calls with other groups and stuff, but so three or four times a month though, isn't, you know, it's not a lot, right? <laughs> That you can interact and talk about, you know, your challenges or problems you're having or some successes and that kind of thing. And so that is great. Um, but it's, yeah, that's, that is the challenge for sure. Are you actively seeking out these groups to try to overcome that challenge to create um, the? Well, a couple are like, you know, the Lumina focused mm-hmm. groups. So that is, that kind of just comes with it, right? We have, you know, like the 
the sessions once a month for an hour and a half kind of thing. And then the coaching ones, like even with RINSA, with the Regional Innovation Network, we have one every two weeks where we talk about all of the different clients and just, okay, who's it, you know, if you're having any, any questions, okay, this client needs a little bit more help with this than I'm capable of giving them, what, you know, can I pass them to somebody else or can you give me some advice on what to tell them? And it's nice talking through, I really enjoy talking through that about the different clients because it's, um, it, you know, you learn as well then to help with the next one. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm those a, are great. Yeah. I'm a big fan of collaboration. Yeah. We don't, it's the world's too complicated these days to know everything yourself. Like mm-hmm. we need to work together and share ideas and share our knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So I, I have um, one more question. It's kind of a, it's a doozy, <laughs> not, not really, but you know, you, you just started in 2018 and, you know, talking to you today, it seems like you've already kind of uh, morphed and grown and changed, you know, who you're dealing with and um, how your approach to things, depending on, depending on who you're, you're working with. So what is your future plan? Do you have any new goals that you're setting, setting for yourself or for impact leader? I think I'd like to get more into more smaller businesses as well as just doing the one-on-ones. Like I'm really enjoying one-on-ones, mm-hmm. but it's really, you know, it's to get in and do that more, how to get people to be better leaders, right? That, you know, betting, being able to better communicate and build rapport with people is fantastic. That's the first step. But if I can help leaders be better, that was my original intent coming, you know, building it and to get back into that a little bit more, um, I think would mean a lot to me, right? Because that was my original kind of vision for the company. Right. Um, And so, and that's where I have a lot of expertise as well. And so I'd really like to get back into that. So working with larger companies that actually can make a difference in that kind of regime. Yeah, that's great. But are there any, it's not a but, but is there, are there specific leaders you would more like to work with? Not people, but kinds of organizations or kinds of industries that you would like to work more with? I think any, any industry that has, you know, that, that cares enough to put their people on that kind of training. hmm that's open to it and sees the value in it is going to be who I want to work with. If I have to convince somebody to do it, they probably don't want to work with them because they're not going to be as open to continue. Right. I want to build relationships, not just with individuals, but relationships with companies. Right. In order to, you know, you know, you don't have to do everything all in one workshop. Let's get, let's get together for, you know, a full day and do this isn't as much like that's great I can do that but I would rather be in a relationship with a company where it's like I'm going to come in once a quarter and do a couple hour workshop or work individually with people or just to kind of because there's so much more that you can share yeah great Mm -hmm. well thank you thank you so much for this today for telling us more exactly about about impact leader and and your journey, it's always very interesting and very difficult to transition from, especially a, you know, multi-decade career into, into something, jumping into something completely new like business ownership. So thank you very much for sharing. 
No, thanks, Jenny. It's been it's been fun. I mean, and thank you for all that you've done, and and you've been a big part of my journey as well, right? In um, you know bringing bringing wisdom right with it. So I, I really appreciated that and had a lot of fun with it. It's kind of sad to see that it might be ending. Um, you know, as I'm meeting with some of my clients, and it's like I'm letting them know that this is you know, it's it's kind of sad. Like. <laughs> It's, it's, like still light. it's still light. There are still some funding <laughs> opportunities. So we won't we won't put that final nail into the coffin. I'm hoping not. And I've told, I, I mean, some of them, I'm like, you know, if you need anything, just still email me. I don't care. Right. Like, because we kind of, I feel like I have a relationship with some of, with some of them. Right. So it is that that's kind of the nice thing. Right. Like I even had a client that was doing a food show in Vancouver a few weeks ago and i my husband and I went and met him and his wife downtown for and had supper, right? Oh, nice. Like you actually kind of, you know, you got to be, you know, you know, you know so much about them, right? It, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Well, and I think that that, you know, is one reason that we can say that we STEM has been successful, right? Is because we, so. you know, there have been personal relationships where it's much more help you know much much more helpful to ask what it's a better environment to ask for the supports that you need and to receive them and your and your um advising and your programming has been integral to that success so thank you thank thank you you. jenny no i appreciate the opportunity and thank you too Alyssa. We want to hear from you. Is there a question that you'd like us to answer on our next podcast? Send it in to westem at chooselethbridge.ca. WeCast is a production of the Women Entrepreneurs in STEM program. WeSTEM is made possible thanks in part to funding from the Government of Canada's Women Entrepreneurship Strategy. For more information, visit our website at westem.ca or contact westem at chooselethbridge.ca. Thanks for listening.